well make a clean breast of it, I missed something. On the 8th of February, number 19 made an oral statement to the House of Commons. He said he had an ambitious, elective recovery plan for tackling the COVID-19 backlog of elective care. It didn't make a lot of sense. Most trusts are already at or about pre-pandemic levels of elective activity. And as all the COVID numbers seem to be going north, it's hard to see why we aren't heading for another major interruption. Well, let's hope I'm wrong. Uh, Jiggery-pokery with apps will make a marginal contribution and fiddling priorities will cause a row. And I've got a link to that in the letter this morning you might want to have a look at. Anyway... Here's the bit I overlooked. Number 19 was schmoozing the backbenchers with how much money he'd squeezed out of the Treasury and how, quote, it will allow the NHS to perform around 30% more elective activity each year in three years' time than it was doing before the pandemic. Now, you know, read that again, listen to that again and tell me what it means. Does it mean in three years' time the NHS will be doing 30% more than it did five years ago? Does it mean each year in the next three years it'll be doing 30% more than it did two years ago? Or does it mean there will be no increases in performance for three years? By the way, which year before the pandemic are we measuring from? It matters because performance was already dropping off. In July 2019, the waiting list size was estimated to be at 4.37 million and climbing. Now, if this plan was a map of Treasure Island, we'd be looking in Milton Keynes, Milton Mowbray and Marlborough, when we should be looking in Bognor. Number 19 is a muddler, and there appears to be no one in his circle that can either write a speech, do research or bring clarity of thinking. And he knows he won't be Secretary of State in three years' time. Let's assume what he's trying to say is he's got the money from the Treasury and expects the NHS to up its game by 30% as soon as possible. Okay, well, why 30%? Where's the evidence that it's achievable? Why three years from now? Or does it start incrementally from now? Let's park all that for a moment. Have a look at NHS productivity, inputs versus outputs adjusted for quality. According to the University of York Centre for Health Economics, and I quote, the NHS provided 16.5% more care pound for pound in 2016-17 than they did in 2004-05, compared to productivity growth of only 6.7% in the economy as a whole. So the NHS was 10% more efficient than the British economy. Flatline funding and the COVID pandemic has knocked all the numbers bandy. We have fewer staff and beds per head of population than most of our EU and OECD comparators. Between the year 2000 and 2015, the number of elective HIPs carried out each year in England was 78,430. And that, was a num- that number was increasing by nearly 5%, 4.8% a year. However, in 2015-16, the number fell and it fell again in 2017-18, a decrease of 0.5% over three years. Why? Well, in short... Patients receiving hip surgery tended to be older, in worse health, as as indeed patients post-COVID are likely to be growing demand and longer waits. Here's the question. How is the NHS going to improve productivity by 30%? Not just maximise capacity 
it means add to capacity max by 30%. So for every 10 hip operations it's possible to do now, it'll have to do 13 to keep up with demand and make a dent in the waiting lists. Now it takes about two hours to do a hip, roughly. Usually operating lists are performed between half past eight in the morning and 5.30 in the evening. That's nine hours and about four hips. Add other sessions, work until half ten at night, as many trusts are attempting to do, and you have an extra two. So uninterrupted, working seven days a week, that's 42 new hips. But if we're going to up our game by 30%, we're still short of 12. Not all operating theatres are doing hips, as there are knees, hearts, eyes, hernias, and all sorts of other stuff that needs fixing. But let's just push theatres to the outside edge of productivity. Uninterrupted lists, cut preparation time, slash changeover time, standardised protocols, rearrange maintenance and cleaning, operating shifts 24-7, stratify patient risks, separating complexity pathways, extend clinical roles, train lower band staff to undertake routine tasks in the theatre, enhance recovery programmes to push throughput, virtual follow-up, but you're still left with the question, who is going to do it? Each hip session might have six core team members, work 24-7, and for one theatre you'll need 18 people a day, more if you add in rotor, study days, days off, sickness, teaching, outpatients, annual leave, and all the rest. We don't have enough people and won't have enough people even in three years' time. And the bigger question, why has the NHSE board agreed to this? Don't any of them have a calculator? Thanks for listening. I will speak again soon.